Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the wizarding world. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the books, but today we're discussing Act 3, Scenes 1 through 8 of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. We have some announcements and reminders. This is an interactive podcast and we want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to join the conversation. Love our blog? Love Wizard Team? Have a few extra guys lying around? Donate to Black Girls Create. You can check out our new Patronus perks or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Black Girls Create merch, so head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. Also subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org. There's also a survey going around right now. Um, if you have subscribed and you want to um, give us your feedback and see and let us know how we can you know, improve the newsletter. And now for Wizard Team News. Um, so December 15th, join us for our holiday live stream party thing. Um, we're gonna hang out us and Connie and Delia and some special guests, um, are gonna hang out for a couple hours and celebrate holidays, you know, do like a final, like end of the year. Thank you. Um, and yeah, we'll have lots of lots more information. This is timey wimey, so like, you know, we haven't put out anything at the time that we're recording. But you'll see stuff on our all our socials. Um, we hope you join us on the fifteenth. It'll be sometime in the evening. Um, so yeah, yeah, it'll be about what did we say? Six o'clock? No, four p.m. Pacific time. Um, yeah, it'll be sometime. <laughs> um. I never go to holiday parties. Like, I avoid them like the plague. And so, just know, like, how much I like y'all. I mean, also, you I don't... get to go to the holiday party at my house. I was going to say, you don't have to, like, <laughs> leave the house. You don't have to really right. get dressed up. You don't have to um, really do anything different than you would on a regular Sunday, except, like, I know. talk to people. <laughs> or not Last even year, to... I was invited to, like, two two different holiday parties and each time I was like, so, uh, <laughs> I went to, I went to, I, I blamed one on the Niffler, which was like perfect. Mm. I was like, I have to go meet my friend's baby for the first time. It wasn't the first time, but whatever they need to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did actually hang out with the Niffler instead of going to an office holiday party. And then the other time, I don't know. I just kept changing. Yeah. <laughs> I did my, I went to my mom's office party last year, which is pretty cool. And then the year before that, I went, I think I went to both, did I go to both office parties for my last job? I went to the last one because I knew it was like the end of my thing. So I was like, I should go. Yeah. And then they got me really drunk. So, Mm -hmm. and I had to be at work the next day. So it was super irresponsible. I was really sitting there like, y'all really (laughs) want me to do this right now? Knowing that I got to be at the office tomorrow. Like, for y'all. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, tomorrow's my last day. Like, yeah, really? Right? Okay, cool. Cool. 
cool. Um, magical birthdays. <laughs> Friday is Hagrid's birthday. So shout out to Hagrid. Hey. We are in the 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 time of the Sagittarius. Yes, I was gonna say Sagittarii, and I don't know if that's actually a thing. I just know my sister says it sometimes. Um, but yeah, the way that you were saying that reminds me of hair when they sing Aquarius. Mm. But that's fine. That's no big deal. <laughs> um, cool. So. Previously, getting into it on yeah. Hmm. Previously on the wizard team, I so oh okay okay. I think I remember what was going on. So uh, Scorpius and Albus are like, or Albus has been avoiding Scorpius, and then Scorpius kind of like gives him a talking to, and is like, "You're the worst friend. You should be better and not be an asshole." And Albus is like, you're right, my fault. So then they go back in time again because they have not saved Cedric and decide that they are going to... They did not learn they any learn, lessons. Well, Scorpius did. He's very much like, we should not do Scorpius this again. Scorpius did. He's like, we shouldn't do this again. And Albus is like, yes. we have to try. We have to save Cedric, whatever. Um, and so they go back. And this time, Albus's plan is that they're going to humiliate Cedric. Um and that in humiliating him he won't win the house or the the triwizard cup and then won't die um the way they humiliate him is they blow him up so that he like floats off from the lake and then also there are fireworks that say that ron loves hermione um because they also were trying to get ron and hermione together and I forgot about so that part could, when like, I was reading the part three or act three. So now I, <laughs> that's something that has to be talked about. But anyway, yeah. So then, um, so then they come back in time um, and Scorpius realizes only he is there. Albus has disappeared, even though this is a play about Albus. Um, he meets Dolores Umbridge, who is the headmistress of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Not only is Albus not there, he doesn't exist because Harry Potter, the other person, um, who this play is, you know, his name is in the title, uh, was killed. Harry Potter and the, and the, and the, um, he's gone. And Harry Potter and the, he's not in And he's play. no longer in the play because <laughs> he died however many years ago, um, in the Battle of Hogwarts. And now, and the day that Scorpius is returning is Voldemort Day, which for some reason is called Voldemort Day, even though he doesn't like people to say his name. So I feel like before we get into this and before we break for the sponsor, like we should set the scene for like how, what we were thinking before, because this is, that's the end of part one. And then we got to leave the theater and like go eat food and like, you know, process a little bit before coming back for, uh, part two. Yeah. I just, so I know like we've talked about this. So this is, this is the moment where like I, I told Robin, like, I don't think this is good. And I was like, I mean, ye of little faith. <laughs> All of that, I was like, it's a deconstructive, deconstruction of what we believe Harry Potter should be. And, you know, in order to deconstruct a medium, you have to tear it apart uh-huh. so you can build it back and put it back together. Mm-hmm. They're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. Yeah. And like, I, 
The thing is, is as I was reading this part, I realized that I don't remember most of it. Yeah. Like, I remember oh the act first, three, I remember I the like, first part. I remember Acts 1 and 2, especially Act 1, but Acts 1 and 2 pretty well. Like, there were a couple things that I had forgotten, but only, like, I forgot that it happened at that time. You know what I mean? So, like, when we were reading mm-hmm. uh, Hermione being all Snape-ish, I was like, oh, snap, that is right now. That is happening now. And I was like, damn it, I didn't want to read this right now. <laughs> but, I mean, or ever, but, you know. Um... Whereas Act 3, I remember very little. And I also now no longer remember what, like, the magic was doing. Because I think at that point, I was just like, this is bad. And so, like, once I had said it, I have this thing where, like, for me, I have to, like, I have thoughts in my head and, like, opinions that form or decisions I think I'm going to make. But until I say it out loud to someone, it's not, like, solidified yet. Um Mm -hmm. So that happened, like, when I decided I was going to cut my locks. I was like, I have to tell my dad first, and then we'll see. And then as soon as I told him, I was like, oh, well, let's do it. It's time, it's time to go. Let's go. Um, so it's, like, all it's always, like, the thing that happens for me. And so I think once I had said it to you, then immediately, then my brain was like, yep, it's not good. So that's how I, that's how I went into part two, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think that that's also partly why I didn't remember how a lot of this went down yeah Yeah. I think that for me a lot of it was like like we had talked about this before and like I didn't have I I don't think I could articulate it until you said it while we were recording like act one or whatever but it's just like I wasn't prepared for something with the title Harry Potter to be bad yeah um and like I mean we've had the movies and stuff and even then I've always thought like what the thing I think about the movies is as adaptations, they're not great. As standalone movies, they're fine. Like, I think about, like, when I compare them to other adaptations of, like, YA work, especially sure. because after Harry Potter happened, we got a lot of YA adaptations into yeah, movies. Yeah, various quality. Um, I think that they, like, stand out as being good quality. Yeah. Um, and so I've always been able to, and we've talked about this before as well, but I've always been able to kind of separate the movies as adaptations of the book versus the movies as stand a standalone series mm-hmm. telling a, telling that story um and so in that vein because I, I just preemptively arguing against people that are like well the movies aren't that good you know what i mean like in yeah. that vein the movies are fine yeah the movies have always been like fine to me like same except, re- except for recently, but that's Wizard Team's fault, so. <laughs> right, right. Like, and again, this is the Harry Potter movies, not the new stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, yeah, like, because of that, I was like, and because Harry Potter and like, you know, Prisoner of Azkaban for sure, uh, Chamber of Secrets, like, there always has been that twist. You know, mm-hmm. so I had the M. Night Shyamalan, like, there's going to be a twist. <laughs> like, I already know that there's going to be a twist and it's Harry Potter. So the twist is going to fix it. Like, mm-hmm. that is, I think, how I was holding on to it. Because I I also think that when you told me, like, it's not good, I didn't defeat, like, I wasn't, like, arguing about any it, of the points you right. made. I yeah. was like, yeah. That stuff isn't but. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't an argument. It was like, I mean, you're yeah. not wrong, but it could be... A- I was like, but I think that that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so, yeah. And then, and then like, like, I couldn't tell because I remember, I tried to stay away from, like, you know, Twitter discourse be 
right doing the most and so i tried to stay away from that but i'd seen some glimpses but the problem is is you see some people and they're all people i don't know because at that point right. i wasn't following that many potter people that i can remember or if i was i was like actively not i was actively avoiding those accounts because i knew what they would be talking about um mm-hmm. so it's like people i didn't know kind of being like what's happening but then of course like cursed child is retweeting everyone talking about this play is so good this play like it's so amazing and so i was like i don't know what to think i'm gonna just wait till I, you know what i mean like yeah. the very little that i did see beforehand i was like i'm not gonna let any of that color how, how i see it and yeah. and i also i think at one point i did hear some people were saying something along the lines of like number first like part one is bad but part two is better yeah. And so I think I had like been like, okay, like as you were saying, like it'll, they'll fix it. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe because that one tweet I had randomly saw said, <laughs> like I, when I was trying to avoid it, said like part two gets better. And then it really- Like immediately. Yeah. And I was just like- <sighs> So as we like, we should get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's but do like, it. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to be like, oop, and I oop, because like that is like how quickly- once we got back into the theater, we'd eaten. We went to like a Spanish rep- restaurant. We had some tapas. It was, it was good. You know, it was good food. I was like re-energized, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then like immediately I was like, nope, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. But uh, real quick before we dive in, let's have a break from our sponsors. All right, cool. So act three, scene one, we are in the headmistress's office. Um... So Scorpius enters the office of Dolores Umbridge. She's dressed in darker, blacker robes, which, like... Okay. I guess... I don't think I noticed I mean, that either. No, like, you the don't robes notice, are black. black. Like, you don't notice the <laughs> color of the robes. Honestly, they probably look the same as the robes he had on before. Maybe not exactly, because, again, I really... And this is the part where I'm kind of blanking visually on what was going on. Um, but I guess because he's in the evil timeline now, everybody wears darker, blacker things, and I hate that, especially as someone who loves black, but it's, also is black. Is black. <laughs> Both and. <laughs> the color and the people. <laughs> um, so. I want to write a story where black magic is good magic and then white magic is evil magic. Yeah. And just be like, fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. I said what I said. Basically. Um, no, you're not wrong. Um, so he has a pensive look on his face and remains coiled and alert. Umbridge is like, thanks for coming to see me. I thought for a long time that you have head boy potential, you know, pure-blooded, a natural leader, wonderfully athletic, which I'm like, that, I mean, I guess teachers compliment students on being athletic. It just seems weird. That that's head boy material. Material. Yeah. Because that's never been. I get, but it's I get, a new world. I was going to say, I get pure-blooded because it's the world that we're in. But the athletic one seems kind of like inconsequential on in whatever time, yeah. regardless of the timeline. Unless you're like in one where they like really prize sports, <laughs> like like real heavy. Um, and Scorpius, anyway, is like athletic since you know <laughs> he's like since when? Um, and Umbridge is like, there's rarely a snitch you don't catch. You're a highly valued student, valued by faculty, by faculty, valued especially by me. I'm positively. I've positively glowed about you in dispatches in dispatches to the augury. Um, <laughs> so this is an aha moment, or kind of aha, like because you know they'll explain later in the act. But one of the things that bothered me, I'm not really bothered, but I think slightly because at this point, like I said, like I kind of solidified in my head that this wasn't good. <laughs> I was like, who is that, and why aren't we? Why aren't and we like part of delving? it, part of it is like it, it's meant to be 
this reveal. So, like, I understand it on that level, but for all that they tell us, it felt like they should have given us... It could still be a reveal. We don't know who it is is or where they came from or what that... Like, what's the... con? Like, what is that? What is an argument? I was literally sitting there like, I don't know what the fucking augury is. Like, I thought it was some kind of, like, battalion of soldiers or something. You know what I mean? And they were like, like, the, you know, that was like... But like you know there's the death eaters and then there's the augury you know what i mean like that's in my head until the reveal that was what was in my head so i was like i don't know what what am i, what supposed, am I supposed to, to yeah like who is that or yeah. what is that um i think what it, it's mostly what is that like i couldn't i didn't realize you know anyway um umbridge is like our work together flushing out the more dilettant uh dilettant, dilettant? i was like yeah Never said that word out loud. Um, Dilettante students had made has made this school a safer, purer place. So one gross. Two, this is like the Inquisitorial Squad 2.0. Yeah. She's yeah. this is like Umbridge with all the power she has. Um so uh and Scorpius is like, has it? Cause for all like I get it. Like you're still trying to like understand what's happening but i just mm-hmm. feel like they should be better at playing along this is their yeah. third time going back in time now or second time or changing second changing. time yeah but scorpius i feel like generally catches on or i don't know i guess we didn't see him really react to the changes in the first time but i mean it's not as bad as him being like but you you're an azkaban or some shit <laughs> um yeah, Albus being like, you're married to Ron. Right, like, he's not doing Come all on. that. So it's it's not as terrible. Um, so there's a sound of a scream from off. Uh, Scorpius turns toward it, but he dismisses the thought. He must and he will control himself. So he is like sort of. Yeah, he's much better at it than Albus. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that is also not a glowing endorsement. Right. <laughs> um, so Umber says, but in the three days since I found you in that lake on Voldemort Day, which I still don't understand why they're calling it that. Um, if anything, he would have called it Slytherin Day. Yeah. Like. He just doesn't like having people say his, just name. his name. The whole point is that it's meant to be like. Dark Lord Day. Yeah. Dark Lord Day. Dark Magic Day. You know, right. like. Return of the Tom day. I don't know. Like something, like something like real, like return of the riddle. That's just a song. Um, to the tune of return of the Mac. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it should be. Um, anyway, you've become otter and otter in particular, this sudden obsession with Harry Potter, um, questioning everyone you can about the battle of Hogwarts, how Potter died, why Potter died and died. And this ludicrous fascination with Cedric Diggory, um, Scorpius, we've checked you for hexes and, cor- and curses. Um, there are none we can see. And so I just, this whole thing is like, he knows that he's been checked. So I just, again, it's one of those moments where it right. would have been cool to see this. Like to see her being like concerned. Right. She comes in to, after, well, I guess it wouldn't be Pomfrey because Pomfrey not about no, that. No, it wouldn't be. It was Voldemort somebody. Voldemort life, but after the nurse has checked him. Or the him dark arts like, professor or whatever. Right. Like this is like, the you know, we've checked you. Came back negative, and I don't understand what's going on. Like, that's how this should have been. Set. Right. Like, we should have, like, seen... Or maybe the, you, like, Show, see don't them. tell. Yeah, and, and there's... The thing is, is and the reason that, like... Because, like, obviously, in plays, and in stuff in general, like, you have to tell a certain amount. Like, you can't just show. Like, that's impossible. But it's also, like, what you choose to show. 
right. is important. And sometimes some of the things, and even in this act, like some of the things they choose to show don't really seem necessary. And then things they choose to tell seem like we should have seen them. Yeah. Um, so Umbridge is asking if there's anything she can do to restore Scorpius to what uh, he was. And Scorpius is like, nah, I'm good. You know, like, consider me restored. I'm out here. Umbridge is like, we can continue our work together. And I'm just like, you don't have adults you could continue. I mean, I guess right? if there are, like, I guess in some ways, like, it is good to have, like, like, allies, in quotes, like, to, like, children to do your bidding. But it, yeah. it also was like, he's 14, so... He's literally in school. Yeah, I'm gonna need you so, to step, just step your game up a little bit. And he's not, and like you said, he's for, he's not even a, a seventh year. He's not right. like he hasn't passed his. Did he just pass his owls? No, he hasn't no. even taken them. He even taken his no. owls yet? Not to say that they still have owls, but you know, like some sort of like milestone. Um, because I also don't think that even if with Voldemort taking charge, I don't think that he would change what the milestones of the wizarding world are he wants to preserve a lot of that society Mm -hmm. um just without quote unquote mudbloods so like he's not changing when you take owls and when you you know like the different milestones of the the society um so sword piece is like we can she puts her hand to her heart and touches her wrists together for Voldemort and Valor. And boom. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it took for Robin. <laughs> this and then the very first line in the next act. Yeah. <laughs> it said for Voldemort and Valor, he says, um, yes. And I go, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and then scene two. Scene two. On the Hogwarts grounds, Carl Jenkins greets Scorpius with a high five. And says, hey, Scorpion King. Nope, you're right. This is bad. This is awful. This is terrible. I can't fix I've it. I've completely forgotten about Scorpion King. Like, that part had been Scorpion King from my to mind. me was like, it was like, okay, now we're trying to do a Half-Blood Prince thing. Yeah. But, like, we're, this is Act 3. We're wrapping shit up. I don't need to learn. It was kind of like the Augury thing, yeah. but I felt like the Augury, um, maybe I missed it or just, it just didn't, like, stick out mm-hmm. to me. But Scorpion King, I was like... It's so bad. It's so bad. No, we're not setting up a whole new Scorpion, thing, a whole new Scorpion title, King. a whole it's new It's also whatever. really corny. Like, okay, not it's to really say that corny. these other names are not corny. Like, Half-Blood Prince was a little clever because, you know, there's a play on words. I'm going to give Snape his things in that particular way. There, You know what I mean? Like, it's a double entendre, whatever. I am Lord Voldemort. Like, Voldemort is a dumb name to come up with at 16, but he was 16 and he had an... He an- and it was an anagram, so that's clever. This man's name yeah. is Scorpius. Who the fuck decided? Did he decide he was going to be called Scorpion King? Is that like, that is not smart. It's not. And we know Scorpius is smart. I feel like there's no timeline where Scorpius wouldn't be like, like have that it's, kind of like. Scorpions are snakes though, right? So like my thing was like, are scorpions snakes? No. They're like insects. They're like insects kind of. And like, but also like yeah. his name is based off of a star. I don't know. It just felt like whoever, None of it made, whoever made that leap just kind of. John Tiffany did this. Yeah. John Tiffany did this to us. Is that John Tiffany? It don't even even in the character he just created. I was like, Scorp- Scorpius didn't do that because it's it's bad. <laughs> it's like not. It's just not clever. And Scorpius is clever. Like whether he's evil or not. Like because I'm clever. <laughs> um, Jan Fredericks is like we're still on right tomorrow night. 
Um, and Carl says, because we are ready to spill some proper mud blood guts. Like, first of all, disgusting. No. Second of all, why are there still Muggleborns around? Right. Like, because wasn't the whole point that, like, Voldemort was rounding them up and they couldn't go to Hogwarts? Like, the whole point was that they could not be at Hogwarts. And this is still present-ish day, right? So it's 2022. Yeah. So Voldemort has been like, ruling since the Battle of Hogwarts. For 19, 19 years, years. And there's still mudbloods. I mean, I guess you would say that because there are, like, spontaneously people of magical, they're born. Yeah. Right? Like, But they wouldn't be going, yeah. like, they wouldn't be getting letters they inviting them to come to Hogwarts. Like, that just doesn't. Unless that's the point. Then, I mean, they, but they, then, like, they keep giving them letters so that they can keep torturing them. Sure, but, like, which still seems. But why would they be going to Hogwarts? seems like a yeah. lot of. Um, yeah. It just seems like a lot of extra for no reason work. when they could be, just be taking them and rounding them up, rounding them up, doing the Muggleborn, like the Muggleborn Registration Commission, like, or, or committee or whatever, yeah. is garbage, but has, like, a purpose behind it in that, like, has a purpose behind it in the way that inviting Muggleborns to come to Hogwarts to then be tortured by children does not. Or to, like, be at school and they take their classes and then they don't know when they're going to get got. Like, why would they even be there? It well, just... also, I was thinking after after I said it, I was thinking, like, it also doesn't actually serve their purposes. Um, like, you know, because this is now a fascist dictatorship. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fascism, like, they decide. Like, if you are Voldemort and you're saying that mudbloods steal magic and you need to be in power because you're going to take... You're going to stop that from happening. If after 19 years, there's still mudbloods, that also leads people to be like, well, I guess it is just like a natural mm-hmm. thing that like, you know what I mean? Um, it's like in currently like fascist and like super religious countries where they just pretend like homosexuality doesn't exist. Like, like I think I read something where it's like in Iran, they would rather you get uh, transgendered surgery. Like they accept trans transness more than they accept homosexuality. Oh yeah like so like you it it would just it would mess up your argument Mm -hmm. that like this like these these people have been taught somehow to steal magic like i would like yeah i mean i would would just like i I fixed it that at this point they're like finding because the book of whatever is probably still working so whoever gets to access to that uh i guess it would be umbridge goes up there, sees the Muggleborns, sends that list to Voldemort, they disappear them without the other kids or anyone else. No knowing. one needs to know. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be a thing anymore. Like I could I could see like, oh, y'all ready to go over to like there is no Muggle town nearby, which is the which is the other thing. Um right. Cause I could see like, oh, wanna go over to the Muggle town and like torture some muggles. That's what's a muggle. Like, okay, yeah. except that there are no muggles around Hogwarts, so are y'all like like what do you do like it just doesn't i don't know it doesn't make a lot of sense logistically um anyway polly none of this makes none, none of this makes, makes any sense um anyway polly chapman's ass comes she's still here to because you know she's here for any i mean carl and Jan were still in the other ones too she's here for a good time not a long time um i think she's here for both as we see <laughs> um so she comes up to Scorpius and is like, shall we cut to it? I know everyone is waiting to know who you're going to ask because, you know, you need to ask someone. And I've been asked by three people already. And I know I'm not alone in refusing them all in case, you know, you were to ask me. And Scorpius is like, right, even though he does not know what's happening. 
Um, and Polly says, which will be great if you are interested, which rumor is you are. And I just want to make it clear at this moment that I'm also interested. And that isn't, and that isn't a rumor. That's a F-A-C-T fact. Um, so we find out, <laughs> she just came right back in. Right back of in. Of course. It's fine. Um, so we find fine. out that Polly is asking the Scorpion King who he is taking to the blood ball. <laughs> Which, like, come on. I just feel like Voldemort is way... Like, okay, first of all, this entire play has zero bars. So, no. there's that. So, that's, in part, like, not really surprising. Um, no, no, no. I'll give them one bar. Do they have one bar? A singular bar for when Scorpius tells Albus about himself. Okay, sure. Um, the rest of it, though, is just, like, y'all couldn't take two more seconds to come up with a better name than the Blood Ball? Nope. You would... This play does read like they're on like some crazy deadline it's like <laughs> what right. it feels like it feels like when you are writing something and like i do this all the time when you write it's something due and then you're like at 9 a.m right or, or or it's just a draft and you're like okay whatever um insert this thing here and then just keep going and then they just never went back to reinsert like the new thing like it feels like something i would write the blood ball highlight it so that I knew like, when terrible. I came back that I would have to reckon with that later. <laughs> like, at some point. Like, earlier I was like rewriting the, a... the... Yeah. The blood ball. I was rewriting I'll fix it a chapter re- it earlier this week and I was trying and I couldn't come up with... I had to come up with a name for somebody. And I was like, damn. And so I just was like... New, I was like, name. And I highlighted it and kept going. And then I realized I had to, like, fix it. I was like, okay, let me actually sit here. But they just of a name. They didn't go back and search and replace for the blood ball. Not at all. Or Scorpion King. Not even King. a little bit. Because, geez. Um, Not even the smallest bit. It's just like... And it's also, they have no chill. Like, it's a little bit too... It's too, Ominous. like, it's too, like, capital E evil. Yeah. Like, twirl your mustache. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like... When you go to like, cause like, when you go to like fascist regimes, like if you, because a lot of this is built off of like Nazism and whatever. And like she does like, it well in Deathly Hollows. Right. So it, like, it looks, it they try to look like any other, like nothing to see here, normal government, normal whatever. Um, so it's just, it's just too. Yeah. Cartoonishly evil. Mm-hmm. The blood ball. Like, come on. It sounds like some... Because they're pure bloods, get it? It sounds like some kind of, like, vampire... Like, but do you get it, though? I do. I do. Because they're pure blood, so they go to the blood yeah, ball? and then they also... Like, but I don't think you're hearing me. I don't think no, you I actually you. get it. I did. So because, like, there are no more mud bloods, mm-hmm. or because mud bloods, like, we, they're in their place now, mm-hmm. they have a blood ball, and that blood ball celebrates pure bloods... Mm-hmm. And denigrates mud bloods mm-hmm. because good blood will out. Okay. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what Marge says. <laughs> I know. Marge Dursley. The mud the muggle. Man. Yikes. So, um uh, so Scorpius finally asks what all the screaming is that he keeps hearing, and Polly's like, Mud bloods, of course, in the dungeons. Your idea, wasn't it? Which again, why would they even be at Hogwarts? It just does not right. make sense. Um, and then says, what's going on with you? Oh, Potter, I've got blood on my shoes again. So they're like literally like torturing them. Also, I love that O Potter is basically their Thanks Obama. 
That actually right. made me laugh a little bit because I was like, this is stupid, but okay. <laughs> that gave me the, it did give me strong uh, Goblet of Fire vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, give that man's a break, yeah. man. He did. It also seems like another thing that doesn't ring true to me because I feel like Voldemort wouldn't want anybody to be saying want, anything about Harry Potter. Would want Harry Potter to be forgotten, yeah. like completely. Or, um, either forgotten or like... I, you know, reenacts every May 2nd the way he killed him. Like, it's like one or the other. Right. <laughs> but you don't, like, it's not like he would become someone who's, like, in the, their... In the culture. Yeah. Um, and then says, like the augury insists, the future is ours to make. So here I am, making a future with you for Voldemort in Valor. Um, which is, like, I... It's supposed to be romantic, and it's not. I mean, it's not supposed to be romantic. It's supposed to be disturbing. But it's also, but, like, like, that's, like... For Voldemort and Valor, is supposed to be like Heil Hitler. So here mm-hmm. I am, making a future with you, Heil Hitler. Stupid. Also, what is the Hell, augury? Hell Hydra. What? Also, what is the fucking Hell. augury? Like, they just keep saying the, the augury, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, watching it, I'm like, I still don't know what the fuck that is, but it's not good. Like, I was like, I'm not even going to try. I don't care. At some point, they'll say something. If they don't, then whatever. Um, I still don't care. <laughs> so, Act 3, Scene 3, we're at the Ministry of Magic, Office of the Head of the Magical Law Enforcement. Draco is, impre- is impressive in a way we haven't seen. He has a smell of power about him. Flying down either side of the room are augury flags with a bird emblazoned in a fascistic manner. Um, why? I just... So that, again, no so I think this is why I... One, I was confused because what? why are there augury flags? What about the dark mark? Like, Voldemort right. has very clear branding. And if he's... In, like, and also is very selfish about who gets to shine. Right. So, which is just him. Right. So it will be the skull with, the, especially given all the shit that they like were re, especially once they were like rebranding and it's all these dark marks and shit. But I ain't seen a single dark mark except for a reference to the one on Draco's arm when he was talking about anti Death Eater, whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, so this, so this bird, like, so again, I'm thinking like, I'm like, okay, this bird is like some separate, like, high elite hit wizard like like little like squad that mm-hmm. rolls hard for Voldemort and that's why it, they get their own little thing like that's how I'm thinking about it in my head because otherwise it just doesn't make sense because wouldn't it just be Death Eaters it would just be Death Eaters and it would just be the Dark Mark like, the Dark Mark the Dark already Mark. has it's brand like they are branded like I did, now they're doing they have brand confusion they mm-hmm. <laughs> their little like tone guide and their whatever the fuck is just <laughs> the style out of guides whack. all off <laughs> all outfits. They need to go back and and kind of back to the drawing board. Who is the brand director? Because <laughs> they need to be fired. They and by fired, fired, they need. I mean, they need Nagini to come up and wear them and do their job. Because <laughs> terminated. Because you know who would actually be a great life. brand branding like director is Nagini. <laughs> She out here, so she could just wear them. She knows how to put together a right. look. So she We've talked so she about can, it. You know, she take over the the job and mm-hmm. the outfit and the uh, the skin. Anyway. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Not the skin. Not the skin. Both of them. All right. So you're late, says Draco. This is your office, says Scorpius. You are late and unapologetic. And un- unapologetic. Maybe you are determined to compound the problem and Scorpius. You're head of the magical law enforcement? Like, okay, I guess Albus didn't disappear. He just popped up in Scorpius now. In Scorpius. Um, 
how dare you, says Draco. How dare you embarrass me and keep me waiting and then not apologize for it. Which, like... So basically, Draco is a bad... Lucius. He's not a, he's not a good dad anymore. Also, um, it's weird that they just, like... It's one of the things about the play that just kind of... And, and not in, like, a bad way. More in a, like, it just never happened in the books. And it was always a thing we were, like, asking why it never happened in the books. Where, like, the parents just be popping up. The kids just be leaving Hogwarts to pop up at them. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just be summoning their kids. And it's, like... And it's not bad. It's just, like, it's so, like weird to me well they don't it's because it's like such a thing in the books yeah. that like is noticed like you just you don't, don't see, see your, your parents. parents like you get an owl you might get a howler but like they, no one's being called during like tough times right. like even like the parents didn't show up at the try with a tournament until the last right like final chat like task yeah like they weren't even invited like they could come if they right. had time but they weren't like yeah, it, they were not. It was not a big deal if they right. were there or not until right. the final task. And like here, they're just like in the walk in the halls because you lost eyebrows, right? Hermione turned into a whole ass cat, and her parents had no idea. Nothing. She was petrified. She was. She was petrified. So nothing. So yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm like, this is actually. It's like the one part of the play where I'm like, this actually <laughs> would be nice in some ways. <laughs> It's a little bit, it's a little bit excessive in the ways that like Harry and Jenny and Draco keep flu powdering into uh, sure. McGonagall's, McGonagall's office. office. But like the sentiment, I'm like, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about these notes that I made. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love when this happens. So Scorpius uh, is like, sorry. And Draco's like, sir. And so Scorpius says, sorry, sir. Um, and Draco was like, I did not bring you up to humiliate you at Hogwarts. How dare, you know, you're asking questions about Harry Potter of all the embarrassing things. How dare you disgrace the Malfoy name? And this is... Trash. Um, <laughs> oh no, are you responsible? No, no, you can't be, says Scorpius. And then Scorpius is like, the Daily Prophet today. Three wizards blowing up bridges to see how many muggles they can kill with one blast. Is that you? And Draco's like, be very careful. The mudblood death camps, the torture, the burning alive to, of those that oppose him. How much of that is you? Like, literally, so what I wrote on the side that I can show you is, what is the point of any of this? And it's in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, why? Because I just, this has nothing to do with, and like, okay, I think part of it is the title and it kind of constricts in like what it's, in terms of like what it's telling us the play is about. And even the the summary um, which is about Harry grappling with a past that refuses to stay with his with where it belongs and his youngest son, Albus. Um, nothing in there says anything about Scorpius. Nothing in there says anything about Draco. And if we want to have a play about like fathers and sons, cool. But this really just doesn't have anything to do with anything. And it... It also... Well, to me, it's also like, because this play is so long, I'm like, we should be wrapping things up, not bringing in new conflict. Like... Right, and like that's, and I think that's one of the other issues with this particular time travel, like alternate timeline or whatever, is that like there are some things that are seeded in here that come back up in the end of Act Three, um, and there yeah. are some, but like in terms of like character development, other than for Scorpius, none of it means anything or matters because. Yeah this isn't actually Draco. And when he gets back into the regular timeline, none of this conversation that they had, Draco is not like, they're not, it doesn't do anything. Um, 
And the same with like Ron and Hermione. And like, so it's like so separate from what the original timeline was. Whereas like the other one was slightly separate or was like different, but still the same enough that a lot of the, except for like Hermione and Ron, like a lot of the development was still there and in play. Whereas like this, it's just like, they literally, it's, this is, I mean, honestly, so for me, it's like, it's, at this, they this undo is when, everything that they did, and it's also at this point, it's very clearly fan service. Like yeah. they, it's one of those things oh, where you yeah. can tell that, and like I hate, like I hate the term fan service, and I feel like there needs to be another term because anytime it's used, it's not actually servicing the fans in any way, and is like because there is good fan service where like they do things, and you're like that was unnecessary, or they made it work for the plot, and it was great. Um, example like Boruto which is the sequel to Naruto I feel like when I first heard of it I was like okay that's the cursed child of Naruto and you know whatever I'll believe it and then I started watching it and I was like oh no this like it has the right amount it has like a balance of like a new story and the fan service whereas like this is just like they they did a good amount and then they decided oh we can use time travel to go visit all the other people who nobody really cares about or like has none of whom anyone are likes like the people we want to see right. they're not even people that we actually want to see so then it's it's just really weird and like frustrating that it then also doesn't have much like all these conversations that are happening they have like really tiny things about them that come up later but the rest of it is not really like necessary for the rest of the plot yeah. I think for me, the, like the like you said, I think the fan service hits really, really hard in Act 3. Um, and, part, and part of Act 4, too. And, yes. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, I guess I should, in Part 2, it hits really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, is that it doesn't, like, this goes into what we were talking about with, like, the rebranding and stuff. It doesn't, the fan service isn't the fan service that, t- that feels consistent with the story the message and the lessons of the original Mm -hmm. story. So like, I don't want my fan service coded in Nazism. Like those aren't the parts of the story that I want to be like glorified and brought back Mm -hmm. up. I don't want like, like if we're doing fan service, it's Hermione punching Draco right. in the face. I mean, and the other thing, you know yeah, I mean? and the other thing too is, is like all this, like, especially with the rebranding, it's all coming from this, like, the first two thirds of act three and that's it. Yeah. And, and the first two thirds of act three, like I'm saying, like don't actually really do much for the plot at all. And you know, none of the character development, it's all like, it's all the fan service part. And then you get to the play yeah. and it's not even really about that. <laughs> and it's yeah, just like, it, it, I, you leave all of it on the table and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And there's no stakes and why? Just why? Um, Okay, so back to Scorpius. The thing is, is I don't mind this conversation. It's just the fact that, like, it actually doesn't mean anything because when he gets back to his timeline, Draco is is none of this. You know what I mean? Right, and I also feel like in the other timeline, like, when Albus is back and he's in Gryffindor and whatever, and his conversation with Harry, Harry's still very much similar to Harry from the original mm-hmm. timeline. Like, we even have that moment with him and Scorpius talking, and Scorpius is like, no, your dad's the yeah. same. <laughs> like, um, and I think that, one, maybe if Scorpius and Draco were having this conversation at their home, or maybe in, like, like his room in Slytherin Dungeons mm-hmm. or whatever, like, then there isn't, like, this, I mean, there could be this, like, don't embarrass me, 
But like one thing about the Malfoys that we learn is that they're very much like it's driven by appearance. What's going to keep them on top? Um, and so I feel like if it wasn't if this conversation wasn't taking place in the Ministry, or if we didn't think about Draco as like the head of magical law mm-hmm. enforcement or whatever, like Draco would also feel more would be more candid in saying. Um, or even he could have said it here, like lower your voice, mm-hmm. like you know the like what the the status that we have to uphold, or like you know what we're trying to you know keep, mm-hmm. and could be more explicit about how. Um, what is the word I'm thinking of? How much appearance and status means to them, right. you know, mm-hmm. and like could say you know that I don't have any real ideological ties to this. Right. My, my priority and my, my belief system is in keeping as much power as right. possible. And keeping like us safe. But yeah. that's also the thing. It's about right. like, keeping Malfoys good. Right. The Malfoys need to be safe. The Malfoys need to have influence and power. And it doesn't matter what the ideology or where the winds are blowing we like the Aaron Burr argument. Mm-hmm. Hey, I wrote something about you that. Did. <laughs> <laughs> did do that. Okay, let's let's keep going. So Scorpius asks how much of that is him. And he says, Mom always told me you were a better man than I could see, but this is really what you sorry, but this is what you really are, isn't it? A murderer, a torturer, uh and I so also what I wrote is like I just feel like he should remember that this like, at this point, this is his fault. Like, he's mm-hmm. the one who went back in time and changed everything. Um, so there's that. Um, but Draco rises up, pulls Scorpius hard onto the table. The violence is surprising and deadly. So, so we're clear that this is a very different Draco than the one that we've been dealing with, which is why this conversation means nothing. Do not use your name and do not use her name in vain, Scorpius. Do not score points that way. She deserves better than that. So, mom is still dead in this timeline. Um, yeah. So, Scorpius says nothing. Uh, horrified and scared, Draco sees this and lets go of Scorpius's head. He doesn't like hurting his son, which doesn't make it better. Which doesn't like, make sense. It doesn't make it better either. Like, it's just. Also, yeah, I don't like hurting my son, but I still do it. Do it. Not, or, like, it's not even like a last resort thing. Like, Scorpius didn't. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So she says, and no, those idiots blasting muggles, that's not my doing. Though it'll be me and the augury. It'll be me, the augury asks to bribe the muggle prime minister with gold. So, so one, talking about the augury way more than Tom. Like, where is Tom? Mm -hmm. Isn't he supposed to be alive and immortal and out here? Like, why do y'all keep talking about this augury person when Tom Riddle won? Um, also, it's weird that you're, why are you bribing the muggle prime minister if, like, y'all are in charge? Right. And, like, y'all now run So you're still keeping the statute of secrecy. I thought that was, like, one of... was, like, nah, fuck the statute of secrecy. We out here. We're superior. We're... So I just, they they didn't think a lot (laughs) through. They just did whatever they wanted because they felt, like, without thinking about the logistics of it, I think. Um. Yeah. So... Then he's like, did your mother really say that of me? Um, And then Scorpius is like, she said grandfather didn't like her very much, opposed the match, thought she was too muggle-loving, too weak, but that you defied him for her. She said it was the bravest thing she'd ever seen. 
And then which is Draco like, says, she made being brave very easy, your mother. Which is like, one, that's sweet, but too bad he's a Nazi. Second of all, like, this is the Lily problem. Because yeah. we don't know who, all we know is her name is Astoria Greengrass. She's never popped up in the original books. She's right. never, we've never even, we didn't even see her on the page. And like, not that we had to see Scorpius at her deathbed or whatever the fuck, but like, we haven't actually seen her talk at all. And it's very much this like idealized kind of version of her. And we don't know her. Apparently she's the same person in all the timelines. So I guess that's cool. But like, it just is like, it doesn't, again, it doesn't like do anything. So, um, Scorpius is like, but that was another you. Um, and which is like, how, Draco don't know what that means, but okay. Um, I've done bad things. You've done worse. What have we become? And Draco says, we haven't become anything. We simply are as we are. The Malfoy, says Scorpius. Uh, the family you can always rely on to make the world a murkier place. Which I guess goes back to what you were talking about and then like, trying to hold power, trying to be like, just being out for themselves or whatever. But yeah, um, it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't hit the same mm-hmm. as it should. Yeah. Um, so Draco is like, what's going on at school? And Scorpio says, I don't want to be who I am. Um, and basically says, I've seen myself in a different way. And then Draco says, you know what I love most about your mother? She could always help me find light in the darkness. Um, which again, is like, I don't know her. So I guess that's nice, but okay. Um, and then says that there's more of her in Scorpius than he thought. Whatever you're doing, do it safely. I can't lose you too. So he comes back to like, nice Draco. But then he says for Voldemort and Valor. So it, yeah. again, none of it actually matters because they don't like, none of it actually does anything. Anyway, uh, scene four, we're at the hog. Consequences, belief systems, motivations. None of it makes yeah. sense with the plot. And they just like scope, like their motivations go with the wind to serve where they want to go. It'll make no sense. Tired. (laughs) So Scorpius, we're in the library. Scorpius goes to the library looking for a history book. How did Cedric become a Death Eater? So this is the first time that it's actually said that that's what happened. I had to go back when I read that. Right. And went back to when Umbridge was like, why do you keep asking about Cedric Diggory? But she didn't say anything. So this is Mm -mm. how you find out that Cedric just became a Death Eater. Yeah. It, we're at the point in this play where sitting in the theater, you're already over it. My friend Russ is already over it. I'm sitting in between you two. And I'm going. I'm now going through what y'all went through in, in part one. <laughs> but like, also, I think a little bit more deeply because I was like, no, but I trusted y'all. I stood up for mm-hmm. y'all. I told these two <laughs> that you weren't going to do this. Mm-hmm. And here you are, making me look like Boo Boo the yeah. Fool. Truly. An entire fool. They really said... A Death Eater. They made... Like, okay, and I wanna... I'm gonna leave it for now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause on it. Um, so, Craig Bowker Jr. is like, why are you here? Um, basically, Craig is doing the scorpion king's potions homework um Mm -hmm. so that's this whole thing he's like but also looks like neville during uh 
Deathly Hollows in the room of requirement, just beat up, mm-hmm. and draggered, haggard. Yeah, and it's just it's, like, I'm doing your homework. I'm working as fast as I can, and um, apparently Scorpius hates hates homework, and he's like, "You're the Scorpion King. Of course you hate homework." Um, and then it's like offers to do the assignment that uh. Scorpion, like, sees that he's looking at a history book and is like, oh, do you want me to do that too? Um, so Scorpius looks at Craig and then walks away and then Craig exits. And then Scorpius returns with a frown because, so he's like, did he say Snape? Because I skipped that by accident. Apparently Snape is the potions mm-hmm. master again, which also doesn't make sense because when we ended the Battle of Hogwarts, Snape was the headmaster of Hogwarts. Yep. So they just brought back Umbridge because they wanted to bring back Umbridge, but she could have been a dark arts professor. Defense against the dark arts. Or, or not defense against the dark, dark arts. She could professor. have been the potion. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's good at potions. Who knows? But like. Right. But also she wouldn't have been, she, if they won, Umbridge is not coming back to Hogwarts because Umbridge hates children. She would have been Minister of, Mag- Minister of Magic. Like, mm-hmm. and, and he wouldn't have had to really do nothing with her. He wouldn't have had to imperious her. Wouldn't have had to do nothing. No. I'm like, oh, you need Just me give to... the girl some power. She's like, oh, you need me to do what? You need me to... I'm in. Let's say less. Give the bitch some power and the right to like hurt people and she's happy. Like, we good. We Period. good. Got you. You know? Um, so scene five, potions classroom. Scorpius runs to the classroom, slamming back the door. Severus Snape looks up because, and this is also the moment where like, cause I was like, okay, Umbridge is here. This is dumb, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I was not upset said, by Umbridge cause we also yeah, we meet Umbridge at the very, very end of part two. two and I'm like, or part one. Or part one. Sorry. Like yeah. Closing act two. two. And I was like, that's fan service, but I'm not mad yeah. at it. Right? Like, okay, we're in the darker timeline. It makes sense that Umbridge mm-hmm. is here. Still thinking that Voldemort's in charge and, like, Voldemort is the big bad and I don't know who this Argery person is, but mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not mad at Umbridge coming back. I do think, though, that in the Battle of Hogwarts, he still has to be. I don't understand Harry. how. Well, that, but I don't. The, the, the elder wand is still in right. play, so Snape would still die, or at some point. I mean, I just still. I don't think. I don't see how Snape gets out of the Battle of yeah. Hogwarts alive. Yeah. Even because it's not connected to Voldemort because Voldemort winning. killed him, not knowing that he was like even here yeah. they don't clearly like don't know that he was a state or a spy or whatever. But like that, they make that's it seem that's not why Voldemort him. killed him. So, like, he he succeeded in that the whole time. So it just seems like, yeah, it's it's fan. It's like, you're just like, let's bring Snape back because everybody loves Snape. And then also the actor who plays Snape. He's probably a great actor in other things and, like, you know, good on him. But he was, he was, he was trying to Alan play Rickman. Alan Rickman and wasn't really, it wasn't him the same. No. So I was like, you and your wig can go. He needed to play. Well, I mean, this is also the entire everyone in the play besides Harry Potter besides the golden trio and Ginny and Draco who got to play older versions of younger characters so they like there's no way that they could be channeling Daniel Radcliffe Mm -hmm. right because like that's not like he's grown up but all of the other like known characters that we know are playing or trying to play the movie version of that character Mm -hmm. And it just, because Alan Rickman is so good, 
it it hurts so much mm-hmm. more <laughs> for this guy. Definitely. Um, all right. So Snape says, did no one teach you to knock boy? Um, and, and Scorpius is like, Severus Snape, this is an honor. Why? Um, Professor Snape will do fine. You may behave like a king at this school, Malfoy, but that doesn't make us all your subjects. And then Scorpius says, but you're the answer. Mm. Like, the answer to what? Like, I just... Anyway, he needs his help. Um, says, are you still undercover now? Are you still working secretly for Dumbledore? <laughs> he just came out and said that so... But, like, like also, if he wasn't, your ass is grass. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? Like, what are you even talking about, bro? He's... Okay, it's fine. He's 14. Um, he just said, to freedom. <laughs> Run it all against the wall. Snape said, Dumbledore is dead. Uh, my work for him was public. I taught at his school. No, that's not what you did. You watched the Death Eaters for him. You advised him. Everyone thought you'd murdered him, but it turned out you'd been supporting him. You saved the world, which I'm like, okay, that's pushing it. Like, okay, we can we can do with the rest of the stuff. But save the world? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. These are dangerous allegations, boy. And don't think the Malfoy name will prevent me from inflicting punishment. And he's like, what if I told you there was another world? And so he like goes off about their regular world. Um, and Snape says, I, I'd say the rumors of Hogwarts beloved Scorpion, Scorpion King loved losing his mind are well-founded. And then Scorpius is like, there was a stolen time turner. We tried to beat Cedric back. We tried to stop him winning the Triwizard Tournament. But in doing so, we turned him into an almost different person entirely. Um, Snape is like, Harry Potter won the Triwizard Tournament. Um, Scorpius, he wasn't supposed to do it alone. Cedric was supposed to win it with him, but we humiliated him out of the tournament. And as a result of that humiliation, he became a Death Eater. So I really wish that Amani was in the chat right now. <laughs> I know. I know. The silence of the chat is... is- is a loss for this episode. I know, but whatever. Tech is I also, when I was reading this, so, um, I've complained about the premise of this a bajillion times, Mm -hmm. but this part where he goes, we humiliated him out of the tournament. I was like, that was their plan. Their plan was to bring Cedric back and save his life by humiliating him when he's on, like, the largest stage of Mm -hmm. his life. Therefore, making sure that the Cedric that they bring back is not the Cedric Diggory that Amos Diggory misses mm-hmm. and loves. Right. But also, like, so... Losing a tournament doesn't make well, you Well, I was going to say, no. In, so then in Pottermore, they're, uh, like, in the descriptions or whatever of, like, the Hogwarts houses in Hufflepuff, like, their prefect or whatever is, like, bragging that they're the only ones to never have a Death Eater. And then I'm like, but if, like, the thing is, is they just are one humiliation away... <laughs> Right. Then, like, is that better <laughs> than like right. just having those beliefs to begin with? <laughs> just like he was one bad day away from being like completely radicalized. Because who did like what? How would that turn him against Muggleborns specifically? Maybe because Harry Potter was a ho- no, but Harry, a he, nobody in the tournament, as far as we know, was Muggleborn. Like maybe because it was because Ron loves Hermione, is then he was like, I hate Hermione, even though Hermione ain't got nothing to do with it. That was some Ron stuff. But if, if maybe if like Ron would go and be with other pure bloods, that would have never happened. Like it's all, it doesn't make any sense, but it's you also to, like, you have, to, you have to stretch you gotta so stretch, far, but to it's get just somewhere. like, is this supposed to be, <laughs> I'm like, it's supposed to be like a, uh, like commentary on like white boys and how it only takes incels, man. I just don't get it. The incel man. But it doesn't make any sense because Cedric was loved. Like, 
girl, yeah. Ludo Bagman was ready to risk it all. And, like, that's not okay. But, like, <laughs> the girls were really God. out here for, for Cedric Diggory. So he made all the ladies swoon. Yeah. So what's going on? So, no, that was Tejun. But, yeah. I know. Um, but I just need to bring him yeah, into this. I knew it. Some... I knew. Um, so Scorpius is like, I can't work out what he did in the Battle of Hogwarts, whether he killed someone or, but he did something and it changed everything. Cedric Diggory killed only one wizard and not a significant one. Neville Longbottom. Just. Both people who like, we don't actually see or like, they don't actually matter enough in the play to be in the play. To be cast. Like, <laughs> so like, that's the thing. It's like, what is the point? hurt us oh to take our money that is the whole point here Scorpius. oh of course that's it professor longbottom was supposed to kill nagini voldemort's snake nagini had to die before voldemort could die that's it you've solved it we destroyed cedric he killed neville neville won the battle can you see it can you see it and it's like this is just stupid and leave nagini out of this let her go further on at her new position as branding manager of, of branding director sorry of uh the Death Eater regime. Already given her a demotion. I know. It wasn't on purpose. Um, I can see this is a Malfoy game, which like... What? What is that? What's a Malfoy game? Um, and then... So basically, Snape is ready to throw him out. But in order to stay, he plays his final desperate card. You loved his mother. Ugh. And here... I'm like completely over this bullshit because okay snape is here it's fan service whatever we gotta bring up this bullshit love again we done gone however many years in between the movies and and the, the books being over and the fandom discussing how his love is bullshit mm-hmm. and yes it's still a topic of discussion but like let's just you know it's contentious you knew it was contentious when you wrote this Maybe not. you knew 60 percent of the people you should have known. It's right there on the for, on the internet for you to see that a good major, a good chunk of the fans, even though I guess they don't care about the fans, even though this whole act is fan service, whatever. But this would not fly. Yeah. Um, I don't remember everything. I know you loved his mother, Harry's mother, Lily. I know you spent years undercover. I know without you, the war could never have been won. How would I know this if I hadn't seen the other world? And he goes this whole thing. I know you're a good man. Harry Potter told his son you're a great man, which like the lies, the lies, the lies. Harry Potter did say that, but it's still a lie. <laughs> it was a lie when Harry said it's it. A it's lie a lie now. when you say it now. <laughs> um, Harry Potter is dead, said Snape. Not in my world. He said you were the bravest man he'd ever met, which is too stupid. And that's why he named his son my best friend after you, after you and Dumbledore, Albus Severus Potter. Snape is stopped and is deeply moved and I just want to like throw something please for Lily for the world help me so like they really think that they're doing one thing and they're doing something completely different and I hate it this is gross and then this awesome spell so yeah so then Snape uses Coloportis and Invisible Lock slams into place Snape opens a hatch at the back of the classroom and is like, let's go. We've had to move many times. Everywhere we've settled, they destroyed. This will take us to a room hidden in the roots of the Whomping Willow. Um, so 
My thing is, so one, a room hidden in the roots of the Wampum Willow. Like, isn't there the Shrieking Shack? Like, why couldn't she just go to all the way to the Shrieking Shack? Maybe because Voldemort think, knows about it, but like, yeah, why would you then be in? Why are they even on Hogwarts grounds? Is really the question. If you're, I mean, maybe there's like the hide and again, okay. take your ass to the this Muggle world done. out of Britain. Just leave. Um, you lost, fam. Scorpius is like, who's <laughs> we? And Snape says, oh, you'll see. So, Act Three, Scene Six, the campaign room. Scorpius is pinned to the table by a rather magnificent-looking Hermione. Okay. Basically, she's a full warrior now, and it rather suits her, is what it says. Um, Snape is like, Snape is like, he's safe. You know you never could listen. You are a terrible bore of a student, and you're a terrible bore of a whatever you are. And I'm like, did we? He's still an asshole. Like, he's still an asshole. And like, why? Why? Like, why do we need this? Why do we need you to be talking shit to Hermione, a grown woman? And like, y'all been fighting together now for 19 years, and y'all ain't like. This is how you talk to her in front of company. And then Hermione. Like, I get it could be like some sibling stuff where, you know, you just be saying, you be talking reckless to your but siblings. You're a grown ass man. But you don't do that in front of company. And you're also grown. Hermione says. Grown grown. Hermione says, I was an excellent student. And he says, you were moderate to average. He's on our side. So in the, in the play when we saw it, he said you were middling at best. Yeah. Um, and then. Which was a lie. Yeah. So then Scorpio says, I am on your side. Hermione. Most people know me what as Granger, sense? says Hermione, which like, I don't know, who cares? Why? Um It's all my fault, says Scorpius. My fault. And Albus is. Um, and, you know, then they have to, then she's like Dumbledore, but it's not Dumbledore. Um, he doesn't mean Dumbledore. You may need to sit down, says Snape. Then Ron runs in. His hair is spiked and his clothes are scruffy. He is slightly less good at the rebel look than Hermione is, which I mean, none of these Rons are... The Ron we know, Good. but okay. Snape, a royal visit. And what's he doing here? He fumbles out his wand. I'm armed and entirely dangerous and seriously advise you. He re- realizes the wand is the wrong way and turns it right to be careful. So he's just like, the this fuck? Whole, like, it doesn't matter what which, is that? It doesn't matter which timeline we're in. Ron is still of like bumbling. An idiot. And it's just like, who decided he was a buffoon and why? A, f- a whole buffoon who like, if they really are the rebels and they've been on the run, you would have cut him loose That's long what I'm ago. Like, this don't make no sense. Or he would have been gotten got. So anyway, Snape is like, he's safe, Ron. So we're scene seven. Hermione is studying the time turner. Um, and Ron is trying to digest it all. So you're telling me the whole of history rests on Neville Longbottom? That's pretty pretty wild. Which is like it it's clearly not it don't rest on you. He isn't even in the play. So no, <laughs> no who cares about <laughs> Neville is is really He's well, just a plot I device. I mean, we care, but in this play, separate from they the books, care. nobody cares about it. Neville and Cedric are just plot devices, and it's frustrating. Um, it's true, Ron. What he knows about Snape, about all of us, there's no way he could. Um, and then Ron's like, Dumbledore's army. So Scorpius is trying to figure out if they can help him. Um, Ron says we're the only ones who can Dumbledore's army has shrunk considerably since its peak in fact we're pretty much all that's left but we've kept fighting on hiding in plain sight doing our best to tickle their nose hairs Granger here is a wanted one is a wanted woman I'm a wanted man less wanted said Snape but like who cares why why there's no reason the thing I want to talk about in this mm-hmm. moment is we were talking about like the Snape thing is definitely J.K. Rowling's like m- 
memory or like changing of who she thinks Snape mm-hmm. is and wanting to like continue this narrative that he was actually a tortured but ultimately good hero of a person. Um, but they still continue to write him as like verbally abusive and mean mm-hmm. and cold in a way where there's no like, I don't know, like at me as a, for me, I see no like redeeming values or like even like lovable asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can write someone who's an who's an ass, but like in a way that you like still like yeah. them. Um, and like maybe you reluctantly like them or whatever, and they're like you know like there's plenty of like properties. I'm thinking about like you know Jane and Firefly mm-hmm. or number four or whatever in um, Dark, Dark Matter, Matter yeah. like. There's, like, tons of these guys who are part of the team, and they annoy people, and they're curmudgeonly, Mm -hmm. and, like, they can be asses, but they bring value to the team, and overall, you know that they care, you know? And that always shows through. They still write, like, as they're trying to rehab Snape's whatever, and maybe she thinks, like, oh, I went too harsh in the books, whatever. They still write him with, like, no real redeeming like no likability trash like right yeah but because he loved that one person that one time and stalked her all right so scorpius tells them like all the stuff that they are in the other world or whatever um and raw and then tells uh Tells Hermione and Ron that they were married and have kids or whatever. Um, And they both look shocked, which is like hilarious because in this timeline, Ron put that whole, Ron put that whole fire. I mean, Albus did it, but in this timeline, there was all these fireworks that said Ron loves Hermione. True. True story. And apparently that did nothing. I mean, maybe Ron was like backtracked. But but also like like, Harry's, Harry's dead. Snape works and lives at the castle. So these two live in this root (laughs) under the Whomping Willow alone. They're not free to go about, like, there's nothing stopping them from getting together. There's absolutely nothing in their way in this timeline. They don't kiss before the Battle of Hogwarts, at least. Like, none of those things happen, even though, uh, even after that big... That's wild. Like nope. Cedric became a whole ass Death Eater, and Ron and Hermione still ain't together. Still didn't get. Still didn't. Don't have the, the emotional maturity really, to like say how they right. feel. This romance and this like they really what they what it was is they were like you have to be consistent <laughs> in this and only this and just have the romance be garbage. Um. Anyway, and then Hermione's like, "What does Snape do in the other world?" And Snape is like, "I'm dead, presumably." Uh, and then asks how, and Scorpius says bravely, which is like, no, he was sucked into Nagini's bubble <laughs> <laughs> and eaten. Like, let's not let's not lie. It was not like who brave after he tried every way to, to like not, not get, get got. He knew what was happening. He, he really was like, well, no my choice. lord, what about you? Got it. <laughs> I'll go get Harry for you. Like he had no choice but to die. Like what? <laughs> you don't even. The thing is, Scorpius is just saying the shit. He don't actually know. Brave right. don't mean nothing in this entire act. Um, 
And then tells him it was Voldemort and Snape is like, how very irritating. But still, there's glory in being taken down by the Dark Lord, which I wouldn't call it that. Is this the first time we hear them say the Dark Lord as it also? Is. It is. Also, I told which is like at this point they just talk they just saying Voldemort all willy nilly and there was a whole taboo curse on that name. And the door and Dumbledore's mm-hmm. army can now just say Voldemort whenever and it just doesn't make sense. Also, I would not call call what happened to Snape having any shred of glory, but he doesn't know that, so it's right. fine. Um also because he said Voldemort killed him and not, not Nagini, Nagini. The snake in a bubble. Slip it all. Slip it all up around you. Anyway, Hermione says sorry, which is who cares. Um and then Snape says, Well at least I'm not married to him, which, you know, is a point Cons- that was made. Considering who Playron is is a point that you know, was made. Valid. Um same. Hermione asked Scorpius which spells they used to tamper with the Triwizard Tournament. Ron is like, we could probably use shield charms to set both of those right. Um, and basically, he explains like how the time turner works, that they have to be in the same place that they were, like that they're trying to go to. Um, and basically, they all decide that they're going to go and do it. Instead of, and I guess maybe the Scorpius not know Protego yet. Because what is the, like, I don't understand why he needs their help. Like, other than, like, oh, we want to see Ron and Hermione in this world. Like, I don't understand why they need, why that is necessary. I know, once he figured out what Cedric did, he could have been like, cool, bet. I can go, and even if they were like, oh, here's a a shield charm. If he, for some reason, didn't, couldn't just, like, find that in a book. Like, it really doesn't, like, as I was reading it this time, I was just kind of like, why are they here? Um, then there's this whole thing about why are we, why are here? we here? It's true. Um, there's this whole thing about Hermione wanting to go, and Snape is like, "That's dangerous. You're a rebel. The Dementors will kiss you. Um, they'll suck out your soul." Which they kind of he says so that the people who apparently don't know what Dementors do, what Dementors do, what they do. Oh, they get um, even though at this point we have a book, a glossary, that a glossary in mm-hmm. it, telling us what they we all do. do. Um, but why would there be Dementors at Hogwarts if they're just teaching pureblood? Like, why would you want, like, wouldn't you want them to be live in like a... For the atmosphere. I <laughs> just, I guess for the blood ball. They're here for the blood ball. They have to chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so anyway, they have to get to the edge of the Forbidden Forest. Um, Hermione's like, we get this right. Harry's alive. Voldemort's dead. And the augury is gone. Uh, for that, no risk is too great. Um, and then basically, oh... Though I'm sorry it will cost you. And Snape says, sometimes costs are made to be born. And then he stops and he says, I didn't just quote Dumbledore, did I? No, I'm pretty sure that's Pierce Severus Snape. No bars. Like, I just don't care. Said Hermione with, with a, a smile. smile. But it's not even and I'm a like, bar. So, like, why would you even Dumbledore think? would never fix his lips to say no, something so trite. It would be, like, come on. He would, you know he would say some shit that was way more, like... Profound and sounded good. It sounded good. good. Like, this is just a disgrace. Um, so Scorpius brings Hermione the time turner and is like, let's hope this works. Can we, wait, wait, wait. Um, so it says Hermione smiles at it, excited to use the time turner again, excited to use it for this. She wasn't even excited to use before. it third year. She before. was like, I gotta get my lessons done. She was like, I gotta get to class. This is a very serious yeah. thing. Like, even when she used it to go back and say, set, like, she wasn't immediately like, let's use the time turner. Dumbledore said, use it. And she's like, you sure? Yeah. Like, she always knew what the time turner was and how, like, mm-hmm. 
intense that magic was, not to like trifle yeah. with it. So anyway, she takes it. They don't know nothing. And it vibrates, and you know, the time turner does what the time turner does. Pretty much, and the reason I'm not reading it is because pretty much it's the same. It's literally the same thing, copy pasted every time they do time travel. It's the same words, copy pasted, and like you know, efficiency. It's really it's probably something more detailed for the uh, production folks and whatever, but like they travel back in time. But again, it doesn't really make sense why they're all going. So scene eight, we watch our scene from part one replayed, but at the back of the stage, rather than the front, we pick out Albus and Scorpius in their Durmstrang robes and though all, and through it all, we hear the brilliant, his words again, I guess, Ludo Bagman. Um, so Scorpius, Hermione, Ron, and Snape watch out anxiously. Like, why is Snape there? Like, why are these, like Hermione and Ron, I feel like could because like they're adults. Yeah. But they can hide. Snape, like what? Anyway. And Cedric Diggory is into the stage. Okay, anyway, this is Ludo, again, saying basically everything he said in part one. Um, but Cedric is out here trying to fight the uh, dragon. Snape is like, this is taking too long. The time turner is spinning. Which, like, why did they go so far back? Also, I guess they just didn't go to the edge of the Forbidden Forest. They did it from where they were, so then they had to run to the edge of the Forbidden Forest. Run to it, towards it. Anyway, um... Albus attempts to summon Cedric's wand. Hermione blocks his spell. It's not summon, it's expel, because it's Expelliarmus, not Accio. But, whatever. Um, so Hermione blocks the spell. He looks at his wand, disconsolate, unsure why it hasn't worked. And then the time turner spins, and they look at it in panic as they're pulled into it. Um, a dog. He's transfigured a stone into a dog. Dog diggity Cedric diggory. You are a doggy dynamo, which is... Which is awful. And that's the end of that. Who wrote this? <laughs> Jack Thorne. <laughs> and them. Good lord. Good lord indeed. All right. MVP. Scorpius? Yeah, I... I guess, even though this is also his fault, but like. I think it's more uh, Albus's fault than it is. Yeah, true, because Scorpius didn't really want to go back, but he should have had a stronger backbone and been like, nah, yeah, bitch, I said no. Or something. I said no more. Stop with you and Gryffindor. Yeah. Um, I, too, made Scorpius my MVP, mostly because he's the only one here that matters. <laughs> right, everybody like, else in this, no one else in this is going to disappear. And Hermione, I mean, like, they haven't done nothing, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I feel like Scorpius is my default for the cursed child, because... Yeah. Um, Benched. I mean, I don't even know why I'm asking uh, J.K. Rowling, John Tiffany, and Jack yeah. Thorne, but mostly J.K. Rowling this time okay. because that Snape redemption that you, you are so hellbent on doing, didn't you still do get it wrong. Right. You still didn't it do doesn't it right. Hit, it doesn't hit at all. Like, it really does not slap, and it's kind of, Mm-mm. yeah. Um, I bench Snape, but mostly because he's here, and he hasn't changed, and he's stupid and shouldn't be here. But yet on the resistance, somehow, like, if Snape made it through the Battle of Hogwarts, and Harry Potter died, and Voldemort didn't figure out that he was not on a, a double agent. He, just he just slid like, back into his old life and I'm been like, good. look, man, I tried. But I'm... Dumbledore I'm dead. Like, who's the whole Mary dead. Lily dead. Don't I know. Right. I don't got nobody else who I need and to, like, like, maintain this story. If Snape never gave Harry his memories, how would Hermione and Ron know to trust him at this point? Like, why... I mean, I guess now it's been right. 19 years, so maybe there was some stuff he had to do, but, like, why and in what world would that ever be... A thing. Well, I mean, maybe I guess he would got to Hermione and Ron and were like, "Here, let me. I stole Dumbledore's pen to Eve. I gotta show you something." 
I don't know. It's stupid. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, next week we'll discuss Act 3, Scenes 9 through 15 of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Make sure to follow along. Let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam, and um, I, yeah, this is annoying, but it's fine. We'll be back. <laughs> I apologize for all of this. Actually, I, I don't, because I didn't do fault. this. I didn't do this. I didn't write no. this. It wasn't my idea. See y'all next all week. Right.